0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. Zero in uh, and, on, on something I promised to do, which is to talk specifically about the difference between if what the difference between the Rambam and the Ramban is about those mitzvahs that are connected to um, Rachmanus for animals. Rahman is for, the, for all living things. Is there any difference between them? And we're going to talk about that right now. We start, let's start once again with reviewing this Rambam, which is in Hilchus Tfila, where the Rambam says that if someone is in the middle of davening and he's, uh, he decides uh, to do a riff, he decides to um, uh, go off the text, Maybe there was no specific text. Chazonim, the Rambam, by the way, if you look in that whole parak, it's speaking about the extra Tfilas that people do after Shmon Esrei. That's, that's the way the Rambam understands this, that there's, there was uh, a, a time that people would do the standard tefillah, and then there would be time when we could do the Tachnu. Now, there was time for people to do various tefillos and various bakoshos. And if within those, now, is it the Chazonim speaking? sounds like it might be the chasm. It could be perhaps anybody who decides as part of that tefillah to say uh, the following uh, original idea that you, God, have Rahmanas on the mother bird, on that nest. So you're the one that said that you don't want the mother to see her child slaughtered on the same day if it's an animal. You, God, have Rahmanas on us. So The Rambam quotes the Lushan of the Mishnah, Mishatkinoto, Mishaskinoso. Now, does that mean you can never be a Chazan anymore? Does that mean you are, I guess on one level, what it means is we're going to embarrass you for your own good. So even though you're saying it and, oh, shut up, stop it, no. Everybody who's been in a, a minion that has a certain minag and somehow... Skip something or says something, and everybody shushes him or tells him he's doing something wrong, we know what that feeling is like. So you are allowed to do that. So mishaz kenoso definitely means that you are allowed to violate the usual norms of dignity because we don't want that being put on the table. And the Ramam says, of hen, They're rachamim. Then the Ramam says, because if they would be rachamim, then we shouldn't even kill animals at all. The worst thing you can do, the Rambam implies, is, 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 is taking their lives. Now this happens to be an interesting question, uh which uh the Akronim actually discuss, and they use this Rambam as a source. Is Tsar Chaim torture, or how about killing without any pain? Is that called Tsar Balichaim or not? And there's a discussion whether maybe tsar balichaim literally means um the pain that the animal is feeling but the animal feels no pain it just drops dead with you know with 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 beautiful gas that puts it to sleep might be the Rambam is definitely on the side that that would be uh if 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 sar if is an issue killing an animal would definitely be uh, the same thing ending its life even in a painless way is still not Rachamim. It's still, and obviously that's not what it's about. Okay. Now, I mentioned you last week that the Rambam seems to contradict himself because in Meir as he says, that obviously you want animals to die, we need to kill them, the Rambam says, because that is the best food. We want them to die in the easiest possible way. We don't want them to suffer uh, in a type of shechita, that, and all the reasons why those shechita, all the five things that pasal shechita, the Rambam assumes, is going to be more painful for the animal. Um, And there the Rambam moves from there to shechting the mother and the child on the same day. Here the Rambam uses interesting loshan. The Rambam says this is a siog var chok, as I mentioned last week, even if the animals are in two different pens, and even if it's two different people, uh, the Isra of Osov of Espino applies. But the reason why all those extensions, although they're from the Torah, in other words, if you know that the mother had been shechted earlier, you, if you then shech the child, you're over alive, even though it's in a different area, different city, even you're over alive from the Torah. You'll get makos for it. But the Torah structured the Isra even in its places where the rationale behind it was not existent. Shema HaBen So the Torah had to outlaw all slaughtering of mother and progeny in order never to come to a case where a mother sees its child shechted. Kitzar And as the Rambam says, and this is what I mentioned last week, the animal Uh, within us the reason why we love our children the reason why we feel so connected to them and possibly father as well not just mother the Rambam says mother the Rambam uses again I don't know what the original uh, Arabic term is the kolach Other translators use a different term. There's something about animals' ability to remember, uh, to be connected. Um, again, uh, no, not knowing Arabic is a big problem. Uh, you know, those of you that have heard me give shiurim in this area, uh, I've said many times that a lot of what we say is speculative because uh, we don't know whether it's in sayramidvos or whether it's in Mornebuhem, we don't we have to trust our Arabic translators. And I think it's worthwhile um, to obtain editions uh, of the works in Arabic where you could see at least the, the, the use of the same term over and over again. To know uh, what he means, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Kivilevich, hello. Yes. Uh, how about Rabbi Kapach? He, because that's a different Yemenite take on it. He and he, yeah, was, yes, that's true. Was it helpful? Is his his, um, uh, his insights helpful? One hundred percent. Kapach, uh, uh, Michal Schwartz. All the new translations that came out in the last thirty-five, forty years um, are are wonderful, and they many times reference the Arabic. Uh-huh. Kapach does have a translation where it's Arabic and Hebrew side by side. Very uh-huh. expensive item. Uh-huh. You can't. I don't, need, I don't know if you can get it at Oitzer 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 website. Might have it, um, but again, most of the time, Doctor Kogan, we have to take. You know, I, you take Kapach's word. Um, I find that he is a prejudiced reader. of the Rambam. Um, Uh Put it this way. Uh, One of Kapach's main... um, Obviously wants the Rambam to be known and he wants the Rambam not to be stilted by a, a medieval translation that can't capture the fullness of the philosophical ideas that the Rambam was trying to convey. And a Hebrew has... Uh, become a language that has been much more expansive than it was when, um, when Shmuel Ibn Tibun, uh, or, or Ibn Ayyuv translated uh, the Rambam in the Middle Ages or Al-Kharizi. Those are uh-huh. the three famous translations. Right. Uh, the, we needed something which is more expansive. However, um, you know, in many ways, Kapach has an ax to grind. Um, and, uh, about where where he wants the Raman to be understood, I and see. and I see. Sure, like any person, Kapach a very person very strong opinions, and I would love to be able to talk to Kapach instead of having to listen to him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'd love to be able to know my Arabic well enough. So what does he mean here by the kolach hamedame? That is Kapach's term, by the way. Kapach's translation is the kolach hamedame. So does an animal imagine? Does an animal have memories? An Animal remembers, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I, think about a dog that knows an owner that's been mean or an, a dog that knows that an owner has been his friend, right? Does it, doesn't the dog, we'd like to think the dogs remember all the, um, you know, all the wonderful things we do for them. Are, are the dogs imagining something? The Rambam seems to assume that the animal does have some sort of imaginative faculty, uh, and he says that's the same thing that we have. Now, part of this is a philosophical put down of the imaginative faculty. The Rambam, you know, the Rambam, along with Raubag and others, all felt that this was something, you know, that was unique to our weakness as a human. Now, the Raubag, if you remember, said how important it is and how we need to use it. But the Rambam felt it was something that most of the time, you know, uh, uh, steers us astray. Our imaginative faculties, our desires are the way we summon up our yetsahara, so to speak, of what we remember. Right? It'd be much better if we were completely logical and and we weren't we weren't impressed by uh, what our imagination and our memories sear within us based on emotional reactions to certain events, or how we imagine something to be, uh, how we anticipate something to be uh, based on how our desires can. And conquer that, so that's a thing which the Rambam feels we and animals are the same, okay. Um, and therefore, it sounds as the Rambam goes on, he says that's by Shulu Hakein as well. And we mentioned, of course, uh, that ultimately this is about leaving the birds, hopefully, you're not even going to want them because you know that they don't taste good, and right. And then the Rambam says that, um. So here the Rambam seems to say it's not so much about having Rachmanus on the animal. The Rambam does extend this to people, but he, but one could say that you cruelty to the animal being mean to the animal, showing that type of cruelty is what the Torah doesn't want you to do. And obviously you shouldn't show cruelty towards any sort of human being, no matter who he is, Jew or non-Jew. Then the Rambam uh, says, don't ask from the Mishnah, because that is one of the opinions that we mentioned before that says there's no reason behind mitzvah, ain't tam la and mitzvahs are only ruts and amufshat. And the Rambam, of course, talked about how ridiculous that approach was. To say that we know nothing about God. And God's will is because he wants it to be that way. And we can't understand God. We can't understand what he wants. He's beyond us. And therefore, that's his will. And we must accept his will. says, so we don't believe that. However, the Rambam indicated... That there was one sheet in Chazal that held that way, and remember, I, I pointed out to you that the Rambam calls it a oh, strange das yachid. It's Rav three or four times in, 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 in the midrashim, the great Amora Rav. The same principle is put in the mouth of Rabbi Akiva, and but again, the Rambam has his way of. Of uh, you know being blind when he wants to uh, to an opinion, despite the fact that you, you might find this opinion rearing its head uh, in other places. The Rambam doesn't feel responsible to know every single Chazal everywhere. Um, the fact that our research shows that that statement showed up often, okay, either we'll reinterpret it. But the point is, the Rambam feels that this statement is knocked off the chart. So again, the question is, how could he have said this? He, he quotes that statement, right? He, he codifies that statement. Um, if we go backwards a little bit to what the Rambam wrote when he was approaching 30 years old, the Rambam wrote his uh, Parish Mishnah. Okay, let's take a look and see the Rambam and the Parish Mishnah. So the Rambam says, um, and again, this is from Kapach's translation from the Arabic, of the sefer of the Parish of Mishnah, Um again, she And again, saying the same thing, that he says in, in Mishnah Torah, we wouldn't have allowed to kill this animal. But look what he says: he mitzvah shamayit this is a mitzvah. Now here, <laughs> he says, this mitzvah is a mitzvah of listening, shama'it, meaning this is a mitzvah about obedience. Very similar to the language of Rashi in the Gemara, right? This is a mitzvah about obedience. Um, in 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 the Rambam, when this statement is quoted. In Megillah, the Rambam's parasha Mishnah, again, translated from the Arabic, is It's not that God is compassionate. So we seem to have a, a contradiction uh, between the Rambams there and here. Um, I know we talked about, um, and Adam, I know you, you were mentioning it last week, that it's for two different audiences, and, you know, etc. Um, what's interesting though, is of course, is that it's one thing, you know, if, if an idea is different, it's another thing when it's actually, uh, it's actually a halacha, uh, that he, for, that he actually, um, formulates, um, now, okay, maybe it's not such a big jump at him, you know, to say that, well, in the same way he thinks about things philosophically, I mean, what's the big deal? Okay, so the Rambam at the end of his life thought that if somebody would say this, um, you wouldn't acquire uh, him, all right? It's not such an important halacha. He wrote in the Mishnah Torah; doesn't needed to be said, but uh, a, a, a little glance in more nebuchim shows you that he he probably, if he could have erased it from the Mishnah Torah, well, maybe he didn't want to erase it. As Adam said, because it was meant for a different audience. Um, Rabbi Kivelovich, yes, Rabbi Kivelovich. I, I I I just want to be clear. I mean, I know there's the other opinion. Um, the other opinion in, in the Gemara. Right. Um, okay. So the, what the, I, I, I'm not entirely certain. Um, he's I, it, it's not totally clear that that's something that, that clearly agrees with him. I understand that it's supportive of him. But I'm not sure that it agrees, because... It, oh, okay, it's saying, so you're asking a good question, Bob. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I, but I think what your question yeah, no, is... No, please, go ahead. I, I think your question is, the Rambam also seems to ignore something else, which is what I mentioned last week. There are mm-hmm. two p- ways to explain that, Gemara, right? <laughs> the Mishnah. One is, and we'll take a look just so so to people understand what Bob, Bob was talking about. I'm going to... Uh, so, again, here's the Mishnah. And the Gemara says there's a Machlokas Amaroyim. And this is uh, Amaroyim, which, as I mentioned last week, is probably, we could probably find a, a more authentic version of these Amaroyim in the Urshalmi, because they're quoted as Israeli, So the second opinion seems to be the one that the Rambam is referring to in Mishnah Torah, Right. That seems to be what the Rambam means. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. However, the Rambam could have still kept the halacha of the Mishnah and said, I interpreted based on the idea of matil kin which means, as the way Rashi explains, that why would a khan be any different than, like I said last week, a, 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 a goat? With its young ones, or, or or another animal with its young ones, right? So you take a look at the Rashi. Rashi says that al elachas al sharbriosov. So why did the Rambam have to go to the radical step of of, of erasing a Mishnah, which is what the Maral uh, accuses him of? The Maral Miprag Prague in the Sefer Tiferes Yisro has a. a, a, a it's 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 three giant three very large chapters uh about this machlokas rambam and ramban he's not happy with either of them but one of his his main critiques on the rambam is how can you throw the mishnah out now bob's question is he didn't have to right (laughs) the mishnah had two interpretations he he didn't like that interpretation because it it assumes that mitzvahs don't have a reason okay the other person clearly thinks that the mitzvahs do have a reason, but saying it is the wrong thing to do because it's sort of like, in a way, right? It's, it's yeah, right. In other words, saying it is the wrong thing to do, but not because either it's the wrong idea behind the mitzvah because God loves all beings, but it's not saying it's not saying mitzvahs are only xeros. It's not saying mitzvahs don't have a reason. Bob, right? If I if I explain your question well, in other words, yes. yeah, yes. In, other words, right. so in other words, the Rambam didn't need to be so radical. Why did he act as if there isn't another explanation? Okay, so that is um, another or another problem with the Rambam, and it's interesting. Um, you know, the morale you know shoots the Rambam down. My Rebbe Rabbi Arbyokhan and Zweig said to me, nobody told the morale that he wasn't a Rishon. You know, in other words the, the morale felt he could he could overturn anybody um you know and no one told him hey you're not a you, you gotta you got to agree with you you've got to answer the reshow you got to answer the reshow him no he's, right he he's strong enough to be uh, to, to, to argue on his own um and he does he basically knocks both the Rambam and the Ramban out again that's not a sheer in morale I will tell you one of the morale students uh, who took the morale's, um, challenge. One of the morale's great challenges was that, 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 that learning, Jack was talking about it before, before we started recording how there seems to be a no, you know, there seems to be a, um, a micro emphasis on things that stops people from being as completely knowledgeable as they should be. Uh, the morale, uh, 500 years ago almost, uh, was also a complainer about the same thing Jack, and he also felt that learning had become too uh so i 'll use a yiddish word farkneched there was too much emphasis on on pilpal and the, and the especially he was blaming places and other things and he and he really thought that there was not enough learning of misishna and there was there was a rejection. reject like uh, people uh, wanted to jump in the Gemara before they were ready. So the Taisus Yontev or Yontev Lipman Heller, uh, who learned by the Marau, um uh, sort of took the uh, challenge and decided to write a parish on Mishnayos that one could actually get go through Mishnayos and not feel that hey this is so just doesn't have any taste to it. Where's the Gemara stuff in it? So it, it really has not been matched again you know you talk about classic works um, you know look i love Rabbi Yisrael lipschitz i love the Teres Yisrael. but one could say his parish has been somewhat eclipsed um, it, it still has great things look a lot of the introductory material that he writes uh, is it cannot be matched but one could say that some of his yeah, all right you know there's 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 there's, there's Chanoch elbeck uh there's you know kahati right you know how many people oh i got to do Yochano Boaz. all right yeah there are definitely some there's some Vilda stuff in the terese stroll about evolution everybody knows about and other things that 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 definitely make him uh you know pop off the chart um there's a lot of sukim that even the mishnah bruer quotes and i love the terese stroll but i can't say that his parish is crucial the Taisas Yontem's parish, though, is a crucial parish that has not been matched uh, of uh, of really setting the table. Okay, here's the Mishnahis, and here's the key parts of the Gomorrah you need to know, and the key Rishodim you need to know. And on this Mishnah, let's look what the Taisas Yontem says. So first of all, he says the following. He says, if you look in the Rashi, Rashi says it's when you're davening. The Rambam says it's when you're saying, Tachnunim. Hmm. Maybe it's only when you daven you shouldn't say this. Because when you daven, it's like a reality. In other words, davening is not about reading, uh, you know, a poem by Allen Ginsberg. You know what I'm saying? Davening is not about, um, you know, uh, speculation. I mean, maybe other people think that's what davening is. The davening is like clear statements of fact, of truth. Um, and sometimes, you don't, you're not speculative when you daven. Um your mercy extends yeah. to a uh, uh, bird's nest. Yeah, right. So Drash So the first thing Tosis Yontiv tells us is, hey, you are able to say this as a Drash. You could say this as a Pshat, but you just shouldn't daven it. <laughs> now of course the Rambam could have written that. You know what I'm saying? But the Rambam, but this is this is a little hot seller for the Rambam as well. Um and then he says, if you look in the Gemara when the Gemara speaks about um you know the man that R- Raba wanted Abaya to uh remember the Gemara says that that that, that Raba was Rabbah Bar someone actually did this type of tefillah in front of Rabbah Bar and Rabba um praised him. And Abaya said, Hey, what are you praising him for? And I said, Yeah, I wanted to hear you say that. So the Yadav is saying that part of the the the, the, the um, part of the challenge to Abaya was, hey, this is okay to do when you're not davening, but when you're davening, that's when you should not. Pr- In other words, what Rabbi was trying to teach him was, hmm, this idea might be a good idea. Look, I'm not right. I want you to know there's a difference between a decent idea, a good possibility, a brilliant chab something that can stir your audience, something you can put on a T-shirt, and the something you actually dive into God with. That's the highest level. That you can't use because it's too speculative. It might not be true. And therefore, that itself, you know, could save the Rambam, <laughs> you know, in terms, if he'd want to use it. Here's a life preserver, Yontev is showing it. Um, then he actually quotes uh uh the, the the idea of Mishaskin also and he says he quotes the Rambam and he then writes even though my Rebbe, deter you know the the Maral and it, uh talks about how the Rambam seems to reject this Mishnah. And he says it's like the, a person ain't Tom lishu mitzvah. So the Tosas Yom is already on board that there's a contradiction between Moranavuchim and Mishnah Torah. He mentions the Ran again, one of the Spaniards, um, and again, you know, it, it, you know, I could probably on every single Rishon that we mention here, we could probably speak about what was their philosophy. Now we know the Ran was also the author of the Drushos Harad. Um, and the Ran, uh, was the, um, was a, a student of Kreskis, or maybe it's, right. Um, no, it's the other way around. Kreskis was a student of the Ran, and, uh, the, the Sefer Ikorum was a student of Kreskis. That's the Or Hashem, Rav Chastoy and he was one of the, you know, um, uh, Harry Wolfson, um, the great Harvard genius uh, in the first part of the 20th century, wrote uh, a number of uh, a, a port- important work uh, of Kreskis critique of Aristotle, uh, which is a very difficult book to get a hold of, but uh, it's really one of the great works of, uh, of, of scholarship. And he uh, brought Crescus back to at the, least to the, to the English-speaking public. Uh, many others have shown how Crescus is one of the, one of the most important uh, philosophers uh, of, the, of the Middle Ages and aligns more with Rabut alvi uh, than others. The Ron is sort of proto kreskis So what does the Ron say? The Ron writes, and again, of course he was the great Talmudist as well. the Ron writes, in other words, whatever it is, it's probably not Rachamim here. Now, what did the Gemara mean when it says it's exera, Meaning, Meaning, you don't know the reason. So the Rahn already says that when the Gemara uses the term It doesn't mean like the Rashi seems to imply that it's all about obedience what it means is this mitzvah is not Rachamim um, it might be some other thing we don't know what it is and we don't know what it's about but it's something and maybe you'll figure it out what it is but it's not saying that all mitzvahs are about Yavol her Commandant that's not what mitzvahs are about and, and in that sense you can see that the Ran if the Ran is correct the Tosas Yontev is suggesting the Rambam doesn't have to push the Mishnah out. So the Tosas Yontev on this little paragraph has already given two possible options for the Rambam. One of them is, hey, you might be right, but you can't daven this because you're not. You don't know that you're right, and therefore you can only daven something which is a hundred percent. And even you, Rambam, aren't going to assume this is definitely the reason. It could be the reason, but and, and it's good to search for a reason, but you can't daven it. That's one answer Tosafist is suggesting. The other one is maybe hold back on what on what the Gemara says. It's not all mitzvos. It's this one, isn't Rachamim? Just for the same reason you said Rambam, this can't be about Rachamim. Otherwise, why would you be to be shechting the animal? But that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that all mitzvot are that way. I mean, you're making this one Rachamim, but that doesn't mean that none of the mitzvahs are about rachamim. Some of them are, it's just this one isn't. So that is the Tosas yanted Now Tosas does a third thing. Does a third thing, which is he says in the Ramban, in his parish in Chumich, says that the purpose of this mitzvah is to teach us, midas rachmonas, b'shalonis achazer. Now, is that different than the Rambam? Well, let's try to find out. Uh, Rabbi? Yes, Adam. Uh, um... Uh, just quick on, on the first thing that the Ron said, right, said. Is it possible? Tosfos Right. Tosfos said, "Is it possible?" I, I always assume a Kinoto is talking about uh, someone davening from the Amud because they're doing it. Uh, that's what the baby thinks. Doing it from uh, uh, and and so just to strengthen his argument, if like it's talking Davka about someone davening from the Amud, it's one thing if I say my own thing. Like while well, in davening, but if I'm davening from the Amud and I start talking about uh, Ken Sipur, that 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 that's even worse. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Okay. You, you're right, Adam. What I find though is the what I find original in the Tzitzis Yontem's uh, approach is that Tefillah has to be a dover muchlat. Now you're right. The Baal the Zebra for sure has to be a dover muchlot because he's davening for a bunch of people. That, but 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 even your tefilos have to be a davar b'cholot. You know, again, unlike you know, if you saw the uh, movie um, Ushpizen, right? So uh, the breath, uh, the movie highlights the breath of a form of davening, right? Of going out and just talking to God, and that's more important in some ways than the, the nusach that we say, right? Um, yeah, you know, the Yantif is a, is, 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 is really anti <laughs> that type of chasidish thing that, you know, you daven, you know, that is your prayer. You know, you could hear Karabakh say, you know, the davening of that person was the, the song that he sang, the whistling that he did, you know, all of those, those feelings are bigger, you know, this feikus that you had, um, when you said you loved God more than you love basketball, that was already davening, you know, whatever it is, right? Tosun is saying davening is a double muchlat. Um, You know, an idea that you have about why a mitzvah is great, don't use that as part of your davening. Okay? All right. So now let's see the Ramban and see, is he different? Is he arguing? Okay. So first of all, he says, he tells you right away, it's about not being an achzori. Now, does that mean the same thing as the Ramban? Now, I'm going to go back to his second reason in a couple of minutes. He has another reason. His other reason has to do with not destroying the species. Now, I'm going to go back to that second reason in a couple of minutes. The, Ramb- the Ramban has two possibilities for this mitzvah. One is similar to Oso Espino, which is not Techev Alev Now, he then quotes the Ramban. With his translation, his he, again look at his. Now I want to read to you what his critique of the of the Rambam is. First, he says, Ein According to the Rambam, as the Rambam himself says, this was all a siog to beno oso meaning killing the child and then killing the mother. The Rambam doesn't like that. The Rambam doesn't like a mitzvah. That is squishy like that. that really, it's a bad, right? So, therefore, he says that's one problem, even though the Rambam was very aware of it. He says, That's according to the Rambam, which he does not like. And as he says, it's better to say, Shalom achazer." Now, one second. Are you cruel? In other words, the Ramban says you're just as, the cruelty is there, is, is always there. Whether it's the mother first or the baby first, the cruelty is there. Well, where's the cruelty? The mother doesn't know. The mother's dead. The mother's not seeing its baby die. Where's the cruelty? So it seems that the cruelty is within you. It's not the fact that you did something cruel. In fact, in other words, the fact that the Rambam went out of his way to describe the feelings and talk about the kohachamidame, the Ramban is jumping on him and saying, "Hey, we're not worried about the animal's feelings. It's you who are becoming cruel." Now he then quotes the Rambam's rejection of, 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 of our Mishnah. He then criticizes him for his. Um, uh, one-sided interpretation of, of about Litzarif Ben He mentions that he's on the same page with the Rambam about the idea of looking at mitzvos, having reasons, and trying to understand them. But then he says, he says the, the Rambam should not have had any problem with the Chazal. He did not need to say one Chazal is marginal and the other Chazal is not true. He says the Rambam is mistaken in his interpretation of these, uh, of both of this Medrash and this Gemara. And as as we've seen throughout the weeks we've been studying, this is standard Ramban critique of the Rambam. He he criticizes the Rambam on a pretty constant basis for his misreading of the Gemaras and as you know, Adam and uh, most of the people who have been listening to me, out, I trust the Ramban in this in this arena. That he probably was truer to the the essential spirit of what Chazal meant. Uh, it wasn't. It's not, he lived in the world. And he, it, it defined his approach more than it did for the Rambam, despite the Rambam's incredible knowledge of all of these. So so he spends a lot of time with his incredible Bikius, showing that what and Abrius means becoming a better person. It doesn't mean... Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. I'm obedient. I'm always going to listen. No, what Sarbanas Abrius means to become better, to 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 train you, to, to wean you away from negativity, uh, to make you a better person because God wants us, because God loves us, which is something he knows the Rambam probably agrees with. Okay, I don't want to go too far into that, but again, that's that's pretty much what his criticism here is. It's a criticism of the Rambam's misreading. And, and, and therefore he says, if when you see where this chazal is not just about Shechita, uh, it's also about Kashrus. And what does it mean then, even when it means Shechita? What it means is God's not doing it because he needs it. God wants us while we're slaughtering the animal, to feel Rahamid. So it's for us to become better people. Now, he says that, now, what about, again, I, I want to get to the main point. he says that even when it says that God made the Midos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Rachamim, it's not that God really feels for that animal. His Rachamim do not really reach the Balei ha-nefesh. His Rachman is not connected to an animal's feelings to stop us from doing what we need for that. Because as the Raman himself knows, we should become vegetarians if that's the case. It teaches us, Rachmanus, why? Because this is not harmless. This can hurt you. I, told, I think I've told the story, I think some of you have heard it before, that my father, was, um Avrocha, uh, could have uh, been the owner of a very good business uh, that would have led him uh, a, a incredible profits uh, and probably would have left me with something as well, more than I actually have. But he went uh, to investigate this, invest investiture with uh, a a person and they had to drive a couple hundred miles to see the property on the way back um as they were driving uh, a dog ran into the highway and the person swerved to kill the dog at that moment my father says i cannot be a partner with such a person and when they got home, he was in shock. And then my father had seen a lot of terror. He'd seen a lot of terrible things in his life. Uh, growing up in Holocaust, well, he was already an adult uh, by the time the Holocaust came. And still, this is something that, that that disgusted him, no end. And that's what it is. If you show this type of cruelty, that makes you a cruel person, as the Ramban says. Tabochim Ashvarim vachamorim. We all know, the Gemara says, if you look at these these butchers who butcher these huge animals, those people are Anche Domim. Those are the type of people that, 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 that could be murderers. Ma'od. Again, you know, I'm sure the butchers and, and the slaughterers don't like hearing this. But the Rambam says, that's why the Gemara says at the end of Uh, Kedushan, Yes, Dr. Kogan. I want to say that even um, in terms of burial, you know, it's called the Cheser Shalemet, right? Because by treating the dead, right? The dead don't feel, right? It's a corpse, whatever. By treating the dead with respect, we really are... You know, bettering ourselves. You know, we take we are figuring figuring out. I'm sorry, the dignity of a human being. I think that's what it is. It's it's another right. Right, you're right, and and clearly, we we are not sure about the other what the other side feels. You know, we have theology and so, but but Lemaisa, it's really us. Okay, I, I think. so so the truth is is that if you read this. Um, If you read this uh, Ramban, you get the sense that the Rambam is the one who sort of looks at animals as if they have real feelings that God is concerned about, and whereas he is saying it's about us. It's what it does to us. Um, There's a similar tshuva, which I skipped over here from the Chacham Tzvi, I'll just mention it, the Chacham Tzvi. Quotes another one of these people like the Maral, the Marshal, who also didn't, well, <laughs> he also is very strong-willed achron and argues with Rishonim when he needs to. Um, the Marshal also wrote that uh, one of the reasons the Marshal says that um, stealing from a goy is, it can't be usher from the Torah, is because the Torah is not given to goyim. And the, the goyim are not part of Torah. Torah is, is uniquely to us. We're the ones that represent Torah. And the, the Chacham Tzvi disagrees very strongly. And one of the arguments that he makes is is that that stealing from a goy what could it, what could it does to you. Okay, whether you, let's argue the point whether non-Jews count as much as Jews, and they're not part of the the bris of the Torah. But obviously that act. Well, again, without arguing about how... And he says, there's definitely an opinion that says stealing from a, a goy is also from the Torah. And obviously, what a goy owns, you can't take it. And that is the Rambam's opinion, by the way. The Marshal disagreed. The Marshal says, we Paskin, that you can steal from a midaraisa. Uh, there might be, for Chilu Hashem, reasons not to do it. But Gezel Nochri is not Osir Minatair, according to the Marshal, Chacham Tzvi disagrees and... What he mostly disagrees with is the is the is the is the marshal's logic behind it, which is that goyim aren't part of the Torah. Which he says, okay, maybe yes, maybe no, but even if they're not part of the Torah, neither are animals, and yet we know how negative this is for what it does to us. So this seems to be the Ramban's idea, and he seems to criticize the Rambam, I and I think he does. And here I'm going to have to side with what we heard from the Ritva. And it's shocking for me to say this because, you know, I thought the Ritva was apologizing for the Rambam. The Ramban, the Rambam actually writes in Moranavukim exactly what the Ramban says. Not in that Parak, but in an earlier Parak, in Parak Yud Zion. And this is one of the most important prakim in Moranavukim, where he talks about um the, all the forest of Hashkocha Protis. And basically, what he, what he, what he and here's where it is a uh, parak in Zion. He talks about the, the opinions of Hashkocha Protis. And um, he says that there are five basic opinions of what God knows there's the Apichiris, there's Aristotle that God really doesn't know um, anything beyond the lunar world. And the only thing God really knows is things that are universal, like him, like the planets and the stars. But then there's three other opinions that he deals with. One of them is the uh, Shriya. And the other is the... Uh, the. Myth, um... so, so the Rambam was very familiar with these philosophers, these Arabic philosophers uh, the Mutazila and the Sharia the Sharia basically believed that God knows everything and God is involved in everything and everything is the will of God and even when righteous suffer that doesn't make a difference you can't say well why did the righteous person suffer that's God's will that's the Sharia, that's God's will and we can't know anymore and god knows about everything that's going to happen in fact the sharia really say everything is predetermined almost because god's knowledge determines everything must happen the way it does and human actions appear to make a change god god gives us a torah or a quran or a bible but really we're going to do what we're going to do and everything that happens must happen the way it does that's the and that of course was a very strong uh, idea uh, even even the Sufis were, were part of that Al-ghazali and others were part of that um, uh, were part of that uh, the, I'm sorry the, the, not, the, the Sufis were not. Sufis were closer to the, uh, the to Mutazilas. Uh, th- Now the Sharia held that basically, We can't ask questions about why people suffer because that's the will of God. And you could have a person who suffers even in the next world. And even if the person was a saint, it doesn't make a difference. Now, the Mutazilim held differently. They held that God knows everything. God is involved in everything. Every little object, every possible thing in the world, every atom, every microcosm, every mitochondria. And Asherim held the same way. They just felt, you know, you can't forget what God wants. The Matazilim held, everything is good. Everything God does is good. Even people suffering is good. Why is people suffering good? Because they're going to get better stuff in the next world. And in fact, when, when, when terrible things happen, it's because they're going to get things better. When people suffer, it's because God is readying them for something. Could be you don't know why it's better. We can't be as smart as God, but things will be the best and things are the best. And that's even true. The Matazilim held for animals and not only animals, ants, insects. In fact, they went so far to say that God allows animals to die when humans kill them because he's going to give them a scar in the next world. So in other words, the Mutazilam actually have works where they talk about animal heaven. And they talk about animals having scar in the next world. What do they gain by this? They gain by this that God knows everything about everything. And that everything happens for a reason and appears to be bad for us, but but our belief in the next world and our belief in what God has in store makes everything good. The, The Rambam feels that both of these arab these muslim theologies are completely off the wall and they're and they're and they're wrong and they're absurd the rabbin goes on to say that the torah approach and his approach is the best and it doesn't have any of the weirdness although some people might say it's also a little bit strange he says i don't blame any of the people who hold what they hold even Arist- even the Aristotelians. Because, look, they saw people suffering. But he says, the Ashkaf of the Torah is what uh, I see from the and that is what Rov our chachamim say. Now, he mentions there's some Chachamim who disagree. Now, about what we were talking about, First, he talks about how great free will is and how everything a person suffers from in this world is based on his actions. The Rambam does not talk about the suffering tzaddik at all. Now, he says, things happen to you, God has things occur to you, suffering in this world because of your actions. Kifi As he says, the mantazilim hold that the ant is going to get scar. No. If a person's punished, it's because he deserves it, the Rambam says. Now, when it comes to uh, animals, that's not what the Torah means when it says, Eina mekapeach beria. God doesn't deny the schus of all his creatures. Creatures means humans, because humans are the ones gods are involved in, because humans have seichel, humans have the thing closest to God, humans, there's a reason why Hashgacha practices on humans, because humans are the most refined creature on the planet, and therefore we have something that is akin to God's understanding, which is our seichel, and because of our seichel, that's the reason why there is Hashgacha on us. But not, and therefore, Hashkoch and Schar only apply to us. Now, he says there is something that is found in Chazal called Yisur and Shalava, which means you get punished even though you had no sin. Now, look at what the Rambam says about this. And when we talk about the Rambam going against the Mishnah, here's the Rambam going against. And, and and an idea that has been ensconced and has been explained for all the suffering of many redness and tzaddikim, he says, there's nothing in the Torah about a person suffering for no reason, for just in order to give him schar or suffering to show that God loves him. He says it's not in the Torah. And this is the Rambam's move away from it. Now, this is a lot more, sh- again, for some reason, I find this more shocking than a rejection of a Mishnah, if, even if we say he doesn't have to reject the Mishnah. He basically rejects that whole discussion about, well, you never know, that tzaddik god caused to suffer just for, 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 for him to get more ol'am haba. Um, now, the idea of gamul to animals, he says, it's not anywhere in the Torah at all. It's not mentioned by anyone in Chazal. He says, there's one of the achronim from the gaonim who says it. Now, that happens to be Rav Sadia Rav Sadia implies in Amunas Videos that animals will get some sort of scar. He says, this was something Sadya picked up from the Matuzalim, and um, it's wrong. And he says, he says, if you take a look, um, the Pesach itself in Habakkuk says clearly that God is, is, is not involved with animals. Because when Habakkuk complains to God about the way tzaddikim are suffering, he says, are we going to be treated like animals or are we going to be treated like fish? So therefore you can see, as you can see, quotes here the Plusik in the Chabakuk. Is that the way humans are? Are humans like animals? Are humans like fish? So we and then the Nubi says that's not what really it is. But you see from the way Chabakuk spoke that that is not the way things are. Now, what about Sar Balechayim? What about the fact God has rachamim on all animals? He says, that just means God wants the animals to continue existing. That God created with his wisdom, animal life, with the means to continue. Now again, uh, those penguins will continue. Will uh, 20% of them be swooped down and killed by some of those vultures? Yes. Will some of the wildebeests get attacked by uh, some of the um, uh, hyenas? Yes. But the wildebeest itself will continue to live. The men, not that specific one. So when you watch Mutual of Omaha or whatever it is you're watching, Planet Earth, and you see when they talk about, yeah, you're right. Don't feel rahmanous, the Rambam says to them, because God cares that the wildebeest should at least have their environment to continue. That is, God does care about that, but not about the particular ones. Now, what about Sar Balechayim? You're right, Sarbal is the rice, and the Rambam here uh, has a source. Which up until the Rambam and the Tem- uh, Yemenites who created midrashim based on the Rambam, and, they, and they, the Midrash quotes it as Rabbi Yochanan says, you know what your source for Tsar Balachayim is Bilam. Why is Bilam when, when the Malach says to Bilam, "Ma has Why are you hitting your your donkey?" So you see from there, Tsar Balachayim, he says, that's just that we shouldn't be Achzari. And we shouldn't pain give pain for no reason. We need to have rahmanas, Even though we're dealing with something that God himself is not connected to. Now, um, why doesn't God have the same Ashkelcha for animals? Because they don't have Seicho. You can ask God why he didn't create them on the same level he creates people. So what have I shown here from this what i've shown here is that he sounds exactly like the Ramban in Parshas uh in Parshas in fact i don't even know what the Ramban was talking about anymore he knew the Marnavuchen because he quotes it all the time in Perik Zion, the the Ramban the Rambam clearly says the same thing in fact, he says, "Yes, I know about Sar Balei Chaim, but he. This isn't the Chacham Tzvi's kiddush. It's not the Ramban's point. The Rambam himself says it. Okay, so now I want to end tonight with what with what with, with, with Rab wants to say, and this will answer Bob's question as well. Rab Eliezer says, "Ah, now maybe we can answer where we started from." Here's the answer. What were the two reasons in the Gemara? One of them was because you're making kinnah in creation between animal, between the birds and the goats. What? You think that there's hashkocha on, on animals? There's hashkocha on animals, right? Oh, if you think there's hashkocha on animals, then remember you're like the Asharian, who say, we don't know what God wants. If God really is involved, this is where again Rabinovich is a little bit iffy here, because he could be like the mituz, like the mataz, Matazilim, right? They say God is going to give scar to animals. But if God gives scar to animals, or if God has Hashgog on animals, we really don't know what God wants. This is what Rabinovich says. So therefore, that's what the Rambam means. There's no Tom Limitsvos. What he means is the opposite. If you say, like the second opinion, that means there is a reason behind mitzvahs. We don't know which one, what it is exactly. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Or you have to find Rachmanis within what you're doing. That's the reason. But the Rambam is actually referring to the first reason, Bob. He's referring to the reason of, shematot kenobamaysaperacious matokenobamaysaperacious implies that animals are in god's domain that god cares about animals uniquely and specifically about this group now if you hold that way that means you have to you you what you go back in reverse you end up saying so do we do we know why god does anything right because so, Because if God cares about everything, and everything is right, then there can't be any rationale. Because if, if God is caring about everything the way they felt, then we don't have a human-centered Torah. And without a human-centered Torah, that's basically saying that mitzvahs really don't have uh, a, 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 an object, an objective to elevating us specifically, making us better. That's what Rabbi Ravanovich says, and he also says maybe what the Rambam means when he says in Mer is that this is that this opinion. I'm not putting taking this Mishnah is wrong. Don't don't mention this Mishnah to me with this interpretation, because I like the second interpretation. Again, it, it, it's you have to know your Arabic of what the Rambam was saying, but it's exactly in other words, Bob. Rabinovich is saying that that's exactly what the Rambam means. Don't ask me from this Mishnah with the interpretation that God is, 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 is showing favoritism between certain animals and others. Don't ask me that, because that opinion of God showing favoritism, meaning he's involved in all of the animal life, is really an opinion that leads you to say that we don't have a human basis for rationale of mitzvahs. And I'm actually with the other interpretation of the Mishnah, that that the reason why you're not supposed to say it is because this mitzvah is not about pure rachamim, because otherwise I wouldn't be allowed to slaughter it. It must be just a way for me to feel rachamim when I'm doing it, but not that God has rachmonis on the animal. So in other words, it's really in other words rabinovich is saying that the rambam is exactly like the ramban and what he says in marnavuchim is really a rejection of reason 1 acceptance of reason 2 which is what he writes in mishnah torah in mishnah torah so there is no contradiction at all between the sources okay so that's really uh, mm-hmm. this is not me this is rabnocham Rab- Rab- yeser rabinovich this is how he deals with it. So basically, what we have over here is we thought we were having a big debate about the animal within us, and that's not true at all. Both of these men, mm-hmm. the Rambam and the Ramban, were more concerned about humans and about what, how we deal with animals, what how it's going to change us in our interpersonal relationship with other people. Um, you know, I know Peta isn't happy about it. Real animal lovers aren't happy about it. I'll tell you, since I've got a dog, I'm not so happy about it. But, 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 but that is, is, is mm-hmm. we've now really uh, aligned them completely. So, what we we really, why the Ramban felt that this was versus, I don't have an answer. This is, this, this to me is a very large question that the Ramban seemed to have not done his homework, or at least, I guess the way I'll answer it is that he feels the Rambam should have written a little bit more in Perik Memchess. But again, the Rambam expects you to to get with the program. He expects you to be reading his book and to be knowledgeable in his book. I have to say, my, my heart's here with the ritva, that the, Ram, the Ramban, despite knowing the Rambam in Murnavulchem, seems to not have been as on top of what the Rambam really felt and meant and had written about it. And uh, again, I just have to stop on that on that terrible note. Robert Kibalevich?